1: Hey everybody, welcome back into Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward, joined by Jeremy Birmingham. This is a Buyers Auto Rapid Reaction, and only maybe at Ohio State, and only maybe at this specific time, where the defensive coaching staff is under so much uh, spotlight and scrutiny. For would we be talking about a defensive analyst? Although this isn't your run of the mill guy that Ohio State is adding to the program, as Letterman Row uh, confirmed on Wednesday night. Uh, Paul Rhodes, former Ohio State head coach, or Iowa State head coach, excuse me. Uh, is joining Ohio State in that analyst role. He's been a number of places. He had some of the best defenses in the country when he was at Pittsburgh. Uh, and then if you look at his resume and think, well, it's not like he's uh, ever truly set the world on fire with his defensive acumen. Remember that he's never had uh, personnel quite like he will be working with yeah. uh, at Ohio State with Ryan Day. Uh, that's sort of the context here for this uh, position now. Ryan Day talked about it a couple weeks ago that he was looking for a veter- coaching veteran serve in one of these roles that have become uh, more popular with programs like Alabama, Clemson, uh, SEC programs. This sort of fills that Greg Madison role in one way and that he is a longtime veteran, respected defensive mind, but he also won't be in, in an on-field role. That's the difference from Greg Madison. So, I don't know. Was yeah, it made- I don't know, man. He's also
0: not he's also not like 70 years old. He doesn't have the <laughs> NFL experience that um, you know, we initially thought the Buckeyes were going to be looking for, but he is a seven year head coach in a, in a Big 12 program. He's a guy that has obviously been around the block. He knew Ryan Day very well. He's had a stint at Ohio State back in the 90s. He's a guy that coached with Jeff Hafley. Like there's a lot of shared philosophy stuff. I think it, it makes sense. And I think, and, and we'll talk more about this, I'm sure, but like in the event that Al Washington decides to take the Tennessee job, Paul Rhodes could be a pretty overqualified candidate as a linebacker coach while you then look at someone else so I think right now it's just kind of trying to fill in some spots um and certainly like I said he makes sense in a lot of different ways except for the fact that we had initially thought that this hire could be an NFL guy but if you can get a guy who's a 30-year college vet why why worry about an NFL guy
1: yeah I I crammed a lot into that intro for this because I thought I mean it's it's an interesting hire and I wouldn't have thought there'd be any sort of uh you know, negative reaction to it. But that one of the first, you know, comments that we got was, well, this guy's had some terrible defenses. And yeah, I mean, Arizona wasn't that great, but Ohio state's not looking for somebody to come in and be the defensive coordinator. They're not even looking at Paul Rhodes to be a position coach. He won't be working on the field with people. He's going to be scouting future opponents. He's going to be you know, breaking down film. He's going to be looking for tendencies. He's going to be mentoring coaches behind the scenes which with Matt Barnes and Parker Fleming with two on the younger younger side of coaches that's what you want it's you know if if you were looking for a defensive coordinator savior Paul Rhodes would not be the guy and as you said maybe he would be overqualified if you even want a position coach that's not this role that he's being asked to fill at this point no it's not part of the plan but I, I like to
0: have contingencies in place it's just the way that my brain operates I you know we're still waiting on Al Washington, but what you get out of Paul Rhodes is, like I said, a 30-year college veteran, a guy that's been around. He's been in the Pac-12, he's been in the Big 12, he's been in the Big Ten. He understands the the nature of, of college football and the way that the game is changing. And it was very clear from the start when Ryan Day decided to promote Parker Fleming that what they were looking for was someone who understood scheme and somebody who could help, you know, put the defense into into perspective. Not necessarily somebody to help coach it or to change anything with, you know, uh, schematic stuff. He's a guy that's there to watch other play, watch other schools and see, okay, this is what they do. He's, he's looking for tendencies. He's looking for game plan stuff. He's not going to come in and upset Kerry Combs, scheme or Ryan Day's scheme.
1: Okay. So the other part, obviously that this goes hand in hand with, and maybe we'll have to do another buyer's auto rapid reaction. Um, By the time this is over, who knows, although it has dragged on at this point, for a little more than 72 hours. Al Washington is the big, you know, hanging Chad here that must be determined. Uh, He's had that offer from Tennessee. uh, Letterman Rose sources, uh, both here and with knowledge of Tennessee's offer, have have suggested, indicated that it would be $1.5 million, uh, the coordinator role, a three-year deal to go down to Tennessee. That has been countered by Ohio State, um, not financially. They, They cannot and will not, I mean, I guess they could, they will not match that offer from Tennessee financially. What they will do, again, sources uh, with knowledge, direct knowledge of the discussions with Al Washington, he would become the run game coordinator for Ohio State. There is an enhanced financial package. I do not know, as we sit here on Wednesday night, what exactly would it be in that new contract. I know that it won't be $1.5 million. Um, he's going to get a chance to stay with a program that can compete for national championships, Uh, work with experienced, uh, an experienced coach in Kerry Combs, help alongside to coordinate, but not be a co-defensive coordinator necessarily, uh, although he would have his responsibilities there in the front seven, Um, gets to stay in his hometown and probably in a year's time get a much better job than Tennessee. Those are the two things that are on the table. It would be unfair of me to say that it's leaning one way or the other because I think it is a difficult decision, although there are people inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center that believe uh, that when Al Washington has come to work the last couple of days that he's doing so, intending to remain.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like it should be a difficult decision for most people who are looking at the state of the two programs. When you're talking about a million dollar raise, you're talking about the opportunity to go and get this extra responsibility and this opportunity to start padding your resume. But, you know, ultimately, the, the questions that Ohio State has to be asking, Al Washington is what, what do you want out of this? What is your goal? I mean, obviously you'd figure a, a, you know, guy who's in 35, 36 years old, he's going to want to be a head coach. Eventually Um, there is going to come a point where he's going to want and need an opportunity to be a defensive coordinator. I don't know that Tennessee's current situation when they're almost certainly going to be on probation and certainly going to have some NCAA violations to contend with. And the fact that they have a brand new administration with new AD new coach, it's probably not going to last very long. Um, but at the same time, you have to ask: Is does Ohio State believe that he's ready to be a guy to to be a tagged co-defense coordinator? And I don't think that that's the case, and I, I don't know that uh, even Al, if he's being honest with himself, would probably think that that's the case. But it is an opportunity, and you don't always you don't want to pass those up when you get them. So uh, it, it's back and forth, as we've been reporting since you know the the beginning of this week, but. As you and I both know, this actually started last Thursday. So we're going on a week, almost seven days of this back and forth uh, where he's been the primary contender and the primary target for Tennessee. And so clearly it is not an easy decision.
1: Yeah. And I think that, I mean, look, the pressure here is not on Ryan Day, in my opinion. And just looking at this from uh, a little bit of an informed perspective, you know, you don't you know you're not going to get to 1.5 million and Gene Smith is hesitant to enter into this arms race uh, financially you understand that especially when the athletics department is running that huge deficit coming off of, uh, a year where you know, there were no no fans in the horseshoe which is a huge deal and when you're short about 70 million dollars you're going to be reluctant to invest a lot more of it in coaches but the other part of this is if you're the athletic director and if you're Gene Smith you're going to come out of it on the other side eventually. And people are going to be ready to spend money and come fill up that stadium again. And you want that product to be uh, the best that it can possibly be. And I'm not suggesting that Al Washington is uh, irreplaceable on Ohio state's coaching staff, but he is the guy that they want. They're developing that chemistry, that continuity, the upside. Um, If they're making a list, they're not saying, well, this guy, maybe we could go get this guy at linebacker. No, they want Al Washington. So, Ohio State needs to do whatever they can to keep him. Yeah, and this is one of those moments
0: where the word optics comes into play, because I think that that's what really is, if there's any sort of hesitation or reluctance on the side of the Ohio State administration and and Gene Smith, it's not about whether or not they want Al Washington to be the guy, like you said, they clearly do. Otherwise, they wouldn't even be engaging in these conversations over these last five days. But this is about optics, is how does the university move forward in a school that is clearly in a part of a conference that has clearly been trying to promote that it is about more than just sports in the last year. Uh, how do they stand in front of people and say, Hey, we have a $70 million deficit, but we're going to increase this coach's uh, salary by a half a million dollars or, or more. So uh, it is that weird catch 22 for the university, but I mean, Ohio state football is bigger than, Ohio State's academics and until the school starts to really understand that Uh, Alabama uh, we we talk about them all the time on the show but Alabama understood that the the best way to increase their enrollment and increase their endowments and increase their money was to let the football program be the the face of the school and Ohio State is it seems like at times actively works against that from happening Um, and and while this seems like a minuscule thing you know a, a Raise for a linebacker coach, it's just sort of a uh, a you know a big picture thing about what is going on in, in the state of the Big Ten versus the SEC.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to use uh, a linebackers coach and a defensive analyst as a litmus test, but when you're in competition and in comparison with Alabama and Clemson, and you want to compete on a level footing with them, then you have to actually stand on a level footing with them uh, in terms of your investment and your commitment. So in that way, this kind of is a a key stretch for Ohio State uh, to prove how badly it wants to keep competing at the top level, not that they won't be able to if they don't keep out Washington or if they hadn't brought in Paul Rhodes, but those two things are certainly signs um, of the health uh, and the belief of the, the, you know, administrative support uh, for Ryan Day and that program as they try to keep going. We don't need to talk about it much more than that because we probably will when out Washington makes... Uh, a final decision about what he wants to do moving forward. So we'll wrap things up here on rapid reaction. It's brought to you by buyer's auto. He's berm. I'm Austin Ward. Stay with us for full coverage of the Ohio state Buckeyes all year at letterman
0: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom?
1: Sorry, sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.